Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. This morning I caught a vicious cramp in my leg when I was sleeping. I'm like, no. <laughs> And, I, and, I, and I'm trying to hop out of bed. I'm like, and I had a vicious cramp. And then when it went away, my leg was hurting big time. And then I was going to catch another cramp on my other leg. I go, no, devil, you lie. He's going to handle me from worshiping today. Amen. But this morning, you know, powerful service, powerful message last night. Thank you, Pastor Donna. Amen. She, I mean, she, God gets the glory, you know. And she wrecked my sermon yesterday, so I had to change it. <laughs> I'm like, help me, Jesus. You wrecked my sermon. It's so powerful, amen? But this morning, you know, God's moving, and I believe uh, the direction that God was moving me this morning as I begin to look at, like, you know, I need to minister this message. And I felt the Spirit of God come upon me like, Confirming with me that this is it. Now, I didn't come here to tickle nobody's ears because you know me already. Amen? And I didn't come here to compromise the gospel either. But I come to give you a word from God and the truth. Amen? And the Bible says the truth will set you free. Right? So this morning, get ready. Tighten up your belt. Saddle it up. So the Tyler's message is going to come out, I don't know, up here or not. Uh, I gave him the title, but I'm changing it. <laughs> so don't put the title up there. Wait. <laughs> Shoot! <laughs> the Tyler's message is called Make Up Your Mind. I'm already feeling it. Woo! It's called, I don't care who preached it. I'm preaching a different way. Because ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. <laughs> come on now. That's right, because the Holy Ghost party don't stop. Who said that? that come on now. <laughs> you know, and you know, in these days, I noticed one thing in my life when I got saved. I was telling Pastor Joel, that when I got saved, you know, um, I walked into the uh, East LA Church, you know, uh, in, on Whittier Boulevard. It was packed out. I mean, top and bottom. And I walk in there, and, and, and I see this white guy preaching to all these Hispanic people. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> I go, something's not right here. <laughs> I didn't say nothing, but you think. I go, I'm looking, what the, what's, something's, not, something's not right. And I was so distracted. And, and, and what happened is, you know, I, I didn't even listen to the message, you know, because I, I was so distracted, you know. But what happened is when he made the altar call, I started crying. I'm like, oh, heck no. 
I go, why am I crying? I go, no, 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 no. You know? And, 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 you know, and, and you try to, like, play it off, you know, like, like. You know, you know, you don't want to show people you're crying, you know. And, and then, I, and then I, I was glued to my chair, and he's making an altar call, and I go, what, what's going on here? This is not right, you know. And then I see a hand, and I'm like, <laughs> remember, I've never been saved in my life. I, I, I was totally unchurched. I was a heathen, a real one. I wasn't even a Catholic. <laughs> I was a heathen. You know? And I, I tell you the truth, most of the time when I went to church is when, I, when someone died, because no one got married in my family. It's like funerals, that's it. <laughs> so you look at church, you, you, you connect it to funerals. So someone, t- and I'm going to look like, like who the, you know, and it was somebody that I knew in the world. Because prior to that, on that Saturday, they witnessed to me for six to eight hours and just drilling me, and I couldn't get up. And I was telling uh, Pastor Joe that, you know, I was, I, I, I was glued to that, to, to the chair there while they were ministering to me. But before that, you know, some dudes were looking in the window and I'm like, fool, don't be looking at my old lady there, you know. <laughs> I wasn't saved. She's my wife now, amen, for 33 years. But what happened is, yeah, I've been, you know, I thank, I'm thank God I'm saved, amen. But I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give you a little testimony here for those who don't know me. So, so I've seen these. Dude looking at, and, and, you know, looking through the window like a guy with long hair. I go, oh, rocker's looking at me. Okay, okay. So I, I can handle that, you know. And then a big old buff dude walks in there. I don't know if she's passed. I never remember. Johnny um, Godinez, I think. Uh, George Verdugo's brother, the bodybuilder. Remember him? Yeah, so he's all buffed out, a bodybuilder, Mr. Whatever that he won. And he walks in there like this. I'm like, oh, man, that's a big buff dude there. <laughs> and then another guy walks behind him, you know. And I'm like, damn, there's three of them. And I'm looking, I'm in this hamburger stand right by the church. Check this out. Oh, God, he put right by the church, a hamburger stand. I think it was Jim's Burgers. Was that what it was? Jim's Burgers, right? Yeah. So I'm in there, and then I'm looking around. I go, man, there's nothing I could defend myself against these three guys but a plastic knife, you know? Or... <laughs> That's not going to work on that big buff dude. It'll break on his muscle, you know? I'm like, this ain't cutting it. <laughs> and I'm looking around, and the third guy behind him goes, Abraham, Abraham. I go, oh, I know him. Hopefully, he's my friend, not my enemy, because <laughs> it's not going to go well. And they drilled me for eight hours, six to eight hours. I couldn't get up. I just couldn't get up, you know? And, 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 I, and after, after that, they didn't even ask me that I want to make a, uh, that I want to get saved. They just drilled me for eight hours. <laughs> but there wasn't a drilling. It was the gospel they was presenting to me. They presented to me that it took about eight hours of the gospel for me to respond because I was telling him before that, I went inside a Christian church and act demon-possessed on purpose to disrupt that church. That's how evil I was. I went in there. I don't want to share everything I did. God forbid. I want you to receive from me, okay? So, <laughs> so, so I went to church and I acted demon-possessed on purpose to disrupt the church. But what I didn't know, that they were all going to grab me and throw me on the floor, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? The whole church is, you know, I thought I was going to scare everybody. Remember, I'm not saying I thought I was going to go in the church. And, and I started going like. <laughs> and, 
and they looked at me. They go, heck no, you ain't handling this service. I had no idea. I thought, you know, they were going to get scared and freak out. I was going to make a, I mean, I went there to, to you know, to, to make a mockery and laugh. But they threw me on the floor. They held me to the ground. And I'm like this. I go, and I couldn't get, they, they had me pinned, the whole church. And then my poor wife, who was my girlfriend back then, was in the back. Amen. She lost all her makeup. Everything ran down. She was crying. She, she looked like she was in a Motley Crue conference, conference, concert. The all of my sky ran down, and she was freaking out. She wanted to run out, but she didn't want to leave me there with all those people who she thought were going to kill me there or sacrifice me in the altar. I don't know, you know. But <laughs> so, so, so I got up out of that. I'm like, heck, no, I'm out of here. When they let me out. You know, they thought they cast the devil out of me. Go say, yes, brother. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I go, I, I need to get out. I need to get up out of here. So I got up out of there. And my wife went down, my life went down the tubes. I got homeless, lost my job, lost my everything. Got homeless, caught hepatitis, went to jail. I'm like, man, I should have never went into that church. <laughs> Why did I mess with their God? Why did I even mess with that God, whoever he is? Because I wasn't saved. I go, man, what the hell? Why? I turned like yellow. I look like a fried banana. I, I, weigh, I weigh like about 115 pounds. You know, I mean, I, it was bad. I could hula hoop with a cherry. I was so skinny. So... <laughs> It was scandalous. God did me scandalous. God did me scandalous because I scandalously interrupted a service and I disrespected the presence of God. Big time, you're right. So I, you know, I end up getting out of jail finally, you know. And I go, man, my life needs to change, man. I can't be going through this again. I ain't stepping to no church, you know, forget this. I'm like scared of God now. Who knows what I'm talking about? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, heck no. You know, so what happened is, oh, by the way, I caught hepatitis twice. Not once, twice. <laughs> I got the double whammy, you know? So, <laughs> so what happened is, I'm looking for a change in my life. How I don't, you know, uh, and I go to the Jim's Burgers, and they drill me for eight hours. I go to church. In the morning, I just got up and went to church, that church. I didn't remember where it was at. And I just went to it. That's when I seen her husband, my pastor. I mean, uh, may him rest in peace. Amen. And uh, glory to God. And my pastor now. Amen. <laughs> and what happened is that, that, that I didn't understand it. But when I got saved, I was telling uh, uh, Pastor Joe when I, last night, when I got saved, I mean, I went down to the altar, said a sinner's prayer, you know, and, and, and I just couldn't stop crying and crying. And then I don't know what happened. It, I, for the, by that time, I said, I, forget, I don't care about nothing. I'm just going to let it out. So I let it all out and just cried and wept and cried and wept and cried and wept. I go, how long is this going to go on? How many sins do I have? Man, what is going to end? It, this is a, I must be the endless sinner here, you know? And I just cried and I weeped and I cried and I go, man, please. But by the time I finished, everybody was gone. There was nobody there. Even the guy who brought me to the altar split. That's how long I took. And, and I got up out of that thing. And I'm like, and I get up. And like, who's looking? How bad I'm bad. And I'm, and I'm looking like this. And I go, 
dang, everybody's gone. I'm like, even the white guy who was preaching is gone, you know? <laughs> I didn't know nothing, you know? But then I started going to church. And then I, I tell my wife, Maribel, I got saved. She goes, from who? <laughs> from what? <laughs> Not again. <laughs> and I go, no, no, I, 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 got, I didn't know much. I, got, I just got saved. And, 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 and I go, I'm a Christian. And she goes, you're what? I'm a Christian. She goes, oh, no, 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 no. She goes, I'm a Catholic. Don't even, don't even. I go, well, and I'm like, well, whatever then, you know? But I know that I got saved. I don't, I don't know how to testify. I don't know how to do nothing. So what happened is I started going to church. And then I learned about this Holy Ghost thing. And then I see people speaking in tongues. And I'm like, I want that. I want that. I, I got to have that strange language that they're speaking. Because it looked like to me, come on, it's, it looked like to me like, those people, when they finish speaking, they look high. I go, man, that's going to replace my high now. <laughs> Can I keep it real this morning? Yeah, I go, man, forget that. Now I got a new way to get high. I give that. They look like, yeah, I go, oh, I want that. <laughs> if they're coming out speaking in tongues like that, I, you know, I, I, I want that. Uh, you know, you know I, I want to get high. <laughs> In the church, and I guess it's legal now. <laughs> Don't cost you nothing. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I, I'm looking like a two-for-one special, salvation and the Holy Ghost. So, so they brought this guy in who, who's, who's, who, who was preaching on the Holy Ghost and preaching, you know, if you want to get filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm like, me, first. <laughs> I don't remember how I said, but I went down there to the altar. You know, I, you know, I wanted it. I caught it like that, though. I didn't struggle. I'm like, I'm like this. It's, like, it's not like, it's not like I went, ah, bah, bah, bah. No, I caught it quick. I'm like, ah, <laughs> Because I wanted it. Because I made up my mind that when I got saved, I wasn't looking back. I made up my mind when I gave up my life to Christ, I wasn't going to look back. I made up my mind when I served God, when I got saved, that I was going to get filled with that Holy Ghost. That I was going to be a tongue-talking, devil-stomping, demon-chasing, Bible-believing, Bible-quoting Christian. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew I was going to get it. I made up my mind that I wasn't going to look back. Oh, come on now. I made up my mind that I was going to serve the Lord. And I wasn't looking back. I wasn't a show. Hallelujah. I made up my mind. So this morning, you need to make up your mind. Touch your neighbor and say, make up your mind. Make up your mind. Either you want it or you don't. And I made up my mind I want to be powerful. I was influential in the world. I didn't follow no one. I wasn't a follower. I didn't follow no one. Ain't no one could convince me to do nothing I didn't want to do. So what happened is when I got saved, I, no, I didn't know I was going to be a leader or anything like that. I had no idea. I just wanted that power. The world is hungry for power, but we got a greater power. 
And when I seen that, I said, oh, I'm in the right place. I may not know much. I may not know anything. But when I got filled with that Holy Ghost power, I made up my mind that I was going to be powerful, not powerless. Too many powerless Christians running around. Acting like they got the power, but they ain't got nothing. Acting like they got here, but they're not faithful. Acting like they got some power, they can't even cast out nothing, not even out of a cockroach. Because they lack in power. And what happened to me is, man, I just never, oh my goodness. I lost my sermon. See, I got out of Come on now. You know, in the world, the Christian church, especially in this pandemic, it's not the time to become powerless. It's not the time to throw the towel in. I never threw about, I never thought about throwing the towel in. I never thought about quitting. I never thought about saying, well, if the church hurts me, I'm leaving. I got hurt in my church. I wanted to beat up a few people in my church. It took a years to trust me. She finally admitted it. She finally admitted it. She goes, it took me years to trust you, Abraham. And I understand. I, 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 I get it. I mean, one time, I was behind her. She goes, I'm like, really? You're my pastor's wife. She just looked at me like... Like, stay away from me. And I remember one of my... <laughs> I get it. I, hey, I didn't grow up in church. I, I didn't come into church going, hallelujah. I, I, I didn't come in like that. God never dealt with me like that. And I remember one time I was struggling in, in my walk, you know, struggling with, with things because I didn't, I, you know, I didn't know. And, 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 you know, and, and I didn't want to look like Then I got married and I go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know? What have I done? You know? Because I didn't understand marriage. I don't know how to live married life. You know? I don't know about that, you know, that, that, that humble yourselves in the side of husband loves your wife. I don't know nothing. I just got married. So that's the right thing to do. You know, you, 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 no fornication. Like, what, what, what fornication? Having sex before? Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to go to hell. I'll get married. Want to get married? Yeah. Well, let's do it then. I ain't playing no games. And then my wife throws the big one on me. Well, now that we're saved, if you, if, if you backslide, you go to hell by yourself. I'm like, what? I got, no, you did not tell me that. We just got married. I'm just letting you know. We're, we're saved now. We're, you know, we're born again now. We're filled with the Holy Ghost. We got a great church. And if you backslide on me, you'll go to hell by yourself. I'm not following you. Don't clap at that. I was offended. I was offended. But I meant business. And, 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 and you know, what I'm seeing these days is too many powerless people, powerless Christians. Any, every little thing offends them. Every little thing hurts them. You can't tell them nothing. 
they, they, they got an Elmer Fudd spirit, you know. You know, you ever see Elmer Fudd who was crying with the, can't defeat the rabbit, he's crying, you know. You know Elmer Fudd spirit, and, and, and they just quit so quickly, complain so quickly, cry so, can't handle no pressure. Oh my goodness, don't put a little pressure on them because they crack, you know. They, they, they crack so easily, you know. They're powerless. And the devil's not interested in powerless uh, churches and powerless Christians because they're already weak and pathetic. They can't do nothing. The ones he attacks is the powerful church because he knows they're a threat in the kingdom of God. He knows they're a threat. Come on, turn to somebody say, make up your mind. Acts 1.8. Says, but you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. I said power. It doesn't say you shall receive an Elmer Fudd spirit. It says power. After the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, and all Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, which is ends up here. Power means dunamis, strength, ability. Come on, miraculous power, marvelous works. Dunamis is the same word that Jesus used when he was talking to his disciple. When you shall receive power after that Holy Ghost comes upon you. The problem is that many people are walking around not filled with the Holy Ghost. Not filled with power. Not filled with no anointing. Listen to me, brothers. If you got a call of God in your life, don't you dare go out there pastoring a church with no power. Don't dare go out there pastoring a church with no anointing. It's not going to work. Don't try to start a Bible study and you powerless Bible study. How dare you try to part the Bible? Come on now. This is not to raise up a number for Bible study. I'm raising up a bunch of whiners and complainers. Behold, Pastor, the whiners and complainers, I'm going to release them into your church as crocodiles. See, when Peter got filled with the Holy Ghost, he went from cowardly Peter to fearless Peter. He denied Jesus three times. Oh, he was bad. Uh, 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 Jesus, oh, no. I ain't going to let them anything happen to you, Jesus. I got this one. I'm, I'm b -b -b bad to the b -b bone. I'll chop up. You know, and they came. He was acting all bad, but when they arrested Jesus, when the little pressure was put on him, he's like, in the courts, they seen him go, hey, you're one of them. Uh-uh. I ain't one of them. Yeah, you're, you're Galilean. I can tell by your accent. I ain't no Galilean. Blankety, blank, blank. You, you see? Now you know I haven't been with you. Blankety, blank, blank, blank. He says, look, I've been with Jesus now. Blankety, blank, blank. And blankety, blank, blank, all you guys. With another blankety, blank. And then Jesus looks at him. After that, roost the croak. Who knows what I'm talking about? Maybe that rooster needs to croak up your alley. <laughs> Come on now. God's about to send a rooster up in your house. Stop denying the power of God. 
He went from cowardly Peter to courageous Peter. From scary Peter to fearless Peter. From denying Jesus to defending Jesus. Him to be the long-awaited Messiah of Israel. You see, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, it transforms you from the inside out. That's why people can't get it together. Because they're not transformed. They're not converted. You could be saved and not converted. Amen. And we need the Holy Spirit to, to change us from the inside out. God knows I needed the Holy Spirit. God knows. God knows. Because when you're going through a hard time, take that, devil. God knew it. God knew that I needed it. You need it. Nothing better than a church filled with the Holy Ghost. Nothing better than a tongue-talking, devil-stomping, demon-chasing, Bible-believing, Bible-quoting church. Because when, the, when God comes in your life, he, you know, God just doesn't come in your life. He, he brings a package. You know that, right? When God can, okay, I'm not just going to come into your life. I'm going to walk into your life. I'm going to bring some stuff. I'm going to bring the fruits of the spirits with me. I'm not going to leave. I'm just not going to come into you and save you. I'm going to equip you with power. I'm going to equip you with some stuff and prepare you to be powerful in the church so you can help the church. He didn't tell, he didn't tell you to get saved to become a, a church potato. I'm growing in the Lord. I've been here 20 years. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? Getting fed. Getting fed. But when the problem comes, when the trials come, Humpty Dumpty sat in a wall, Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Humpty Dumpty sat in the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. We don't need to be a Humpty Dumpty Christian. You need to get the ball rolling. You need to get everything, everything on the move. But God equips us to witness. To witness. You know, if, if, if you see in Acts chapter 2, the followers received Jesus. Received the Holy Spirit also, and they were empowered by him to perform signs, wonders, and miracles. If Pastor Art says signs, wonders, and miracles are coming here. For that to happen, you have to be powerful. And you can't rely on just the pastor to cast out devils and heal the sick. We all should be doing that. Come on. We all should be getting filled. We all should be powerful. We all, the church together as a whole, amen, hits the streets, cast out devils, lays hands on the sick, bring them into the church. We witness the people. When you get saved, amen, God didn't save you, like I said, to be Humpty Dumpty or, or Humpty Dumptyness. He saved you, to get, saved you to get saved so you could do something with God. You know, they evangelized me for eight hours. I got saved because they brought the gospel to me. Come on now. 
I got saved because someone dared to be bold enough, filled with the Holy Ghost, to come to talk to me and says, I'm not going to be scared of that man. I'm going to tell. The problem is we let fear paralyze us. Don't let fear paralyze you from telling somebody about Jesus. Don't let fear paralyze you from telling somebody about your testimony. Don't let fear paralyze you from praying. Oh, I don't want to pray for patience because I don't want God to send somebody to me. And I have to deal with patience. It had to happen. Luke 24, 49. Jesus said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Power from on high. He says that he was going to heaven, but he was going to send the promise of his Father to the church. We can't, listen to me. Without the Holy Ghost, we're, we're, we're weak. We don't witness. We become religious. How do you expect our children to rise up and serve the Lord if you ain't got no power? They see you, they see you defeated at home, yeah, fighting with each other, arguing, getting defeated, talking about people in the privacy of your own home. That's, not, that's pathetic. But when you got the power of God, you know how to defeat the devil in your own home. Oh, devil, you ain't coming in here. Oh, devil, you ain't, you're messing with my marriage. I bind you out of my marriage. I rebuke you. I can't loose Loosen. Out. I remember one year, who remembers? I laid hands on myself in this church. Who remembers that? I went. I don't care. I ain't scared of nothing. Huh? Oh, you miss me? Oh, scandalous. <laughs> okay, well. And, 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 I, and, I re- and I remember, I lay hands on myself, I don't care. One time I was getting sick, and, 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 and I go, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to be standing eight hours in a, in a hospital. Out, you foul spirit. Of, and I cast it on myself. Hey, you can pray for yourself. The problem we have is we can pray for everyone else, but you don't pray for yourself. Someone gets sick, oh, believe God. Believe God can heal you. Believe God can. T- the minute you get sick, mija, can you give me some caldo? Can I get a soup? Can I get a clamato? Can you give me a chicken soup? Can you uh, give me some aspirin? Give me some tano. What about believing in the power of prayer to heal you? What about believing in that? One time my son or my daughter was getting sick. And my wife wakes me up, she says, me up. She goes, hey, hon, um, he's got a fever, they got sick. And I go, and I'm like, what time is it? I go, oh, heck no. <laughs> Two, three o'clock in the morning, I have to go to the hospital, stay there eight hours. No, 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 no. Bring that boy here, or that girl. bring that baby, bring, 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 bring up here. I said, but we, no, 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 bring it here. Brought my baby, I went, out, you foul devil, I want to go to sleep. And my baby got healed. I think one time my wife came with a bump in her hand. Look, I go, give me Ow. She goes, oh my. <laughs> my wife is the cutest thing in the world, isn't it? Oh yeah. Because I believe in the power of God. But I cannot access that power if I don't have it. I cannot access that power if I don't believe. Like I said, I made up my mind. 
that I'm not going to be a powerless man. Make up your mind that you're not going to be a prayerless person either. How many prayerless Christians we have? They only pray for their food. Can I keep it real here? The only time you pray is when you pray for your food. Do you, you think that's power? Even the food goes, really? I go, really? I go, you're about to get a stomachache now. You see what I'm saying? You got to make up your mind. Hey, when I pray for my food, they, they, they know. They stop praying for my food. Now, Father, I pray for this food in Jesus' name. Father, God bless it, sanctify, let it nourish my body. Now everybody's going like this. They got to wait. They got to wait. I'm a rakata bashata rabakete rebebe. And they're like, dang. And I'm my kids saying, dang, daddy, hurry up. We're hungry, you know. I said, y'all wait. The Holy Ghost came upon me. I'm about to sanctify this food real good. <laughs> yeah. You need to allow God to touch you wherever you at. I could be anywhere. The spirit comes upon me. I'm in the parking lot. People say, that guy has mental illness or something, you know? Yeah. They see you speaking on tongues in the market. They're going to think you have mental illness. One time I got slain in my house. My wife is washing dishes. And I'm like, Pfft. and she's watching dishes. And she goes, okay, it's okay. You know, you know, that's normal in my house. That's, no, that's normal. They go in my room and I'm like, oh, Father God, in the name of... I don't pray like, Father God, in the name of Jesus, please, por favor. I don't pray like that. I'm like, ah! I'm like, <laughs> and there's times my kids walk in the room when they were younger, they're like, <laughs> don't cast nothing out of me this time. <laughs> it's normal. It's normal. It's normal. For you. That's normal for me. Amen. It shouldn't be weird. You know, it shouldn't be different. You shouldn't be scared. That's how churches are powerless because they don't preach on the Holy Ghost anymore. They want a kumbaya message. They want a kumbaya. Kumbaya, my Lord. Kumbaya. That ain't going to cast out no devil. That ain't going to deal with the people demonized in your church. Come on now. You, you, you know, that kumbaya doesn't work for me. Amen? Because when I talk to God, and I'm like, God, you know, what? You know, I got ghetto with God before. Like, what's up? I'm struggling here. Talk to me. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. Help me. And the one time I threw myself on the floor, I made sure my wife wasn't home because I didn't want her to think I was a wimp. So I threw myself on the floor. Like, ah! I'm like this. Yeah. Nobody was around. There's nobody there. And then God jacked me up. Because he didn't say, I was expecting to hear, Abraham. 
Abraham, my beloved son who I love dearly, I've seen your affliction and your prayer has reached heaven. So I come down to deliver you. I didn't hear that. The way God dealt with me, like, oh, shut up. I'm like, really? God didn't tell me, oh, my. He goes, oh, shut up. That's how he, that's how, that's how he communicated. Me. Oh, shut up. Stop crying, being a wimp. Get up. And it's basically like this. You're going to go through that. I'm not going to deliver you. You're going to go through it because that's going to mature you. And that's not what I wanted to hear. I don't want to, no, 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 no. You don't understand. No, 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 you don't understand. Get up, you cry, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's how God deals with me. Shut up, get up. Shake it. Go forward. Stop walking around. How you doing? I'm doing. How you been? Well, it's a big fight. I'm hanging in there. By the grace of God. Oh, shut up. Don't bring that spirit into the church. Before I get it, how you, how you guys doing? Ten people, what are you doing? We're hanging in there, pastor, pray for me. I learned to pray for myself. I can't depend, I mean, I love people to pray for me. Yes, I encourage you to pray for me, but I pray for myself too. Forget that, man. I, I can't rely on, no, I got to rely on myself. And I learned to encourage myself too. I learned to encourage myself because that took me a long way. So what I'm sharing with you is that we need to be clothed with power. We can't be acting like wimps. You can't be quitting every time you get a little pressure on you. I got, look at this. I got disciplined for six months. I got sat down from preaching. That's like taking candy from a baby for me. And I remember, uh, you know, I went to a meeting. I went to preach for a pastor friend of mine. What can they, oh, Pastor Omar. And I was supposed to be at a meeting at the Huntington Park Church. And I chose to preach, and I disobeyed my pastors, you know. And I thought it was okay, because I know now. It cost me six months of being sitting down. And, 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 and I went to that thing because I thought I was doing the will of God. Sometimes we think we're doing the will of God, and you're so wrong. You're so wrong. And I had to learn the right way. So they sat me, you know, so they had that very important meeting. It was a very important meeting in Huntington Park Church with Pastor Mike. And what happened is, that better be God calling. That's right. So, so I, I didn't go, you know, I, so I went, so that Sunday, they got a hold of me. Where were you? And I'm like, I went to go preach at the, the Pastor Omar. I go, yeah? Look how the our pastor go, good. The pastor was good. Now you're not going to preach for six months. I'm like, <laughs> six months? Well, yeah, sit down for six months. You're on the discipline. I'm like, but, 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 no, no, no buts. I'm like, yes, pastor. Yes, pastor. Yes, pastor. But the further I got away, I'm like, <laughs> no. People calling me, oh, I need Abraham to revival. No, he's under discipline. Don't tell them I'm on the discipline. I'm not going to get no more bookings. 
I'm going to be labeled as a, but I submit it. When you have the power of God, you have the power to submit also. Under authority. And I remember coming to the Huntington Park Church. And I was an evangelist. I was preaching already the gospel. And I come to Huntington Park Church and they tell me, man, you're here this, you're here this Sunday? Why? Oh, I came to receive. <laughs> I didn't want to tell them I'm the uh, discipline. And I come another week. Are you here again? I came to receive again. After a while, they knew I was under discipline. I did go to receive, but I was too embarrassed to tell them I was disciplined. But because I allowed God to work in my life, because I allowed the Holy Spirit to deal with me with what I've done, it made me a better person, more mature. And when I got disciplined, the very I went home, and I wanted to complain to my wife, you know, nobody else, just to her. And I get, and I get home, and I go, you know what? She goes, shut up. I'm like, what? She goes, don't you dare backbite. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I want to like vent, no, 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 that's not venting, you want to backbite, and you want to you complain, and you want to murmur, you go, shut up, take it like a man. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and, and, and my wife is not the kind that yells, she goes, honey, you need to hush it, don't complain, honey, because if you did wrong, you got to take it like a man, and don't you dare talk about our pastors. And I'm like, <laughs> I just wanted to vent out. I, was, you know, I, didn't, I didn't want to back by my path. I just wanted to let it out. I just wanted to vent out my frustration. You know, I, you know, I don't want to talk back. I just want to let it out. But she, she, didn't let me, she didn't even let me let it out. She goes, swallow it. <laughs> Take it like a man. That's a huge pill to swallow. But when I restore that ministry, I see in a deeper anointing. See, sometimes we don't want to be disciplined. In these days, they can't handle discipline. They can't handle it. You sit someone down, they leave the church. Well, they're willing to put them up with sin. I'm so glad Jesus set me free. I'm so glad. You know? They can't handle where they're at. They can handle a little discipline, a little bit of, you know, uh, chastisement. Amen? They can't handle when they tell them, hey, you know, you're wrong. You're wrong. You know, Pastor Neville was talking about identity. I'm going to be closing in a minute. Oh, I don't even got my watch. You know I did that on purpose right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, she talked about identity. That's part of identity, too. Because the, the church is powerful. The church, you know, there were signs, wonders, and miracles operating in the church. I seen it in my own church. I told you want to get healed? Get up out of the wheelchair. And the guy gets up out of the wheelchair, walked out of the church, never came back, but he got healed. <laughs> never came back. And I'm like this ungrateful sinner, you know. <laughs> he got healed, got up. In front of everybody in a whole church, seen it, and walked down the stairs. I've seen some great miracles in my lifetime. The power, you know what? God wants to empower children too. Does, Pastor Neville's witness to this. We was in a children's conference, and all the little kids were laid out getting filled with the Holy Ghost. She's seen it. We've seen it, remember? Do you remember that? Little kids. On the ground, tons of them at a conference, 
speaking in tongues, crying, God touching him. But I believe God could touch him. I believe that God's power is not limited, amen, to, to, to certain people, that God's power is not limited to just adults or teenagers. Little kids like that could be touched. I've seen it. You see, the church these days, they're not reaching those little kids. They're not. Like I said, they want kumbaya services. We need Holy Ghost. Maybe we need that old time religion back. Maybe that's what we're missing. Maybe we need some good Holy Ghost, powerful, amen. People getting filled with the Holy Ghost, people getting saved. Outreach will never stop, amen. amen. The, the method may stop, but the outreach will never stop. And we just need to pray for people and believe. Who, you know, who wants some power in this place? Who wants some power? Who wants to get filled with power? Who wants to get filled with the Holy Ghost? Who wants to be a tongue-talking, devil-stomping, demon-chasing, Bible-believing, Bible-quoting? Come on, Christian. The devil needs to be scared of you. When you wake up in the morning, the devil needs to say, oh, no, they're awake. The only time the devil sleeps, the, excuse me, the only time the devil rests is when you're asleep. That's the only time, you know, that he should rest when you're asleep. I remember one time there was, you know, I, I told some people, cast the devil out here. Uh, you know, this person, go ahead. I'll be back. I came back later on. The lady was like half naked. Everybody was sweating. Like an hour went by. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, an hour, people were sweating. They, they were like, 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 like uh, they were like, they were like, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name. And that demon-possessed person was having a ball. And I, and I walk into the room, you know, I go, oh, heck no. I walked to the room and I said, demon-possessed lady. And the minute that demon-possessed lady looked at me, like in a deep voice, went, oh, no, not you. <laughs> Just like, oh, no, not you. He, he, I, I seen the fear in that demon. Amen? Amen. And I looked at that demon. I said, uh, the demon persuaded lady, and I said, shut up. I'm not talking with you. We're having a conversation. Come out in the name of Jesus. And like that, it's in seconds it left. And when I looked around, everybody who I sent to cast out the devil was gone. They was embarrassed. You got it? And I rebuked those people too. Don't think that they got away with it. But the thing is this. <laughs> Church has to walk in power. Her husband, powerful husband. Man, I honor that man. He, he had no problem praying for the sick. Don't care who you were. Great faith in praying for the sick. Amen. I used to look at him and go, man, this guy don't care about nothing. He prays for anybody. You know? What, what, that's, that's the way it should be. So maybe we need to learn something. This morning here. Now I can quote you a million scriptures here, which I got here, but I'm running out of time. But maybe we need to learn something here, you know? That we need to go back, you know, and understand. Because the Bible says don't move. Remove the ancient states. There's some history in our fellowship. It was birthed in revival 
and in Holy Ghost with fire and power. And we as Praise Chapel Christian Fellowship cannot neglect that, that it's the power of the Holy Spirit, that it is God that brought revival. And it's not going to be no, move, no other movement. It's not going to be no other teaching. It's not going to be your fancy programs. It's not going to be any lighting or any smoke. It's going to be the Holy Spirit that's going to do that work. It's going to be the Holy Ghost that's going to touch people like the Holy Ghost touched me. I didn't need no smoke. I didn't need no special lighting. I didn't need no laser lights. All I needed is someone to bring me the gospel of Jesus Christ for me to get saved. We need to get back to those basics and preach the gospel. We need to get back to the basics and preach Jesus. We need to get back to the basics and talk about the love of God that takes away the sins of the world. We got to get back. Get back, get back, get back, get back. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Let's get ready to rumble. Let's stand to our feet. Get back to that. Get back to that. Make up your mind that we're going to walk in power. Make up, in my, make up your mind that we're going to have Holy Ghost worship services. Make up your mind we're going to have praise. Praise is powerful. Maybe we need to start bringing some praise back. Have some people. My pastor used to release me. Oh, my goodness. If you would have seen me, you thought I was a nut. My, my pastor released me to go dance in the spirit. And I used to wear a vest. I don't know if you remember that vest, the colorful vest. Take it out. <laughs> right, Pastor? She'll tell you. And I said, oh, yeah. Go, Jesus. But I did it because I was worshiping God. That's my way to worship God. Because I've been delivered. Because I've been set free. And I, you know, and we had some powerful praise services. I think time to bring praise back into the house of God. Amen? Amen. And what happened is, when they released me, I said, oh, you released a pit bull. Forget that. And then I ended up jumping off the stage all the time. I used to jump up, right, Pastor? They'll tell you. They know. They see me. I used to jump off that stage like, 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 because I was so happy because of what God done in my life that's my way to express it you know people don't, people don't want to express how they really feel about God anymore you know and, and we need to get back to that we need to go back to that come on now we need to marinate in the Holy Ghost let them marinate come on somebody say marinate I said, can you get marinade in the Holy Ghost? That's what we need. So this evening, I mean, this morning, it's only going to turn even if I keep on. <laughs> Let's get filled with the Holy Ghost. And besides, the church needs to be prophetic. Too many prophetic lists, church. The church needs to be prophetic. Jesus was prophetic. The apostles were prophetic. We need to be prophetic. We need to speak. I'm, I'm talking about prophesying. To, not prophesying. Prophesying. Too many prophesying going on. We need prophesying. The truth. Prophecy that encourages people. 
Not condense people, rebukes people. Amen? Because if you're going to get rebuked through a prophecy, it's going to be done in private like Nathan did to David. But prophecy, amen, is, is built, amen, to encourage. I got saved in a prophetic church. It's prophetic. I seen the prophetic go forth, and I'm like, whoa. They're talking about the future. Whoa. You know? Wow. I don't need to go to a, a card reader or a palm reader. I got it right here for free. I don't know witches and warlocks. Amen? Go back to the prophetic. Go back to Holy Ghost services. Come on now, right? Go back to devil stomping, demon chasing, Bible believing. Go back to really witnessing with no fear. Go back, amen, to teaching the, no compromise with the word of God. No sin. Sin is intolerable. Zero tolerance for sin. Zero. Zero. Come on. Don't you ever say, make up your mind. And we're going to live right. And we're going to live clean.